Hey, congratulations on our year anniversary. Thanks. Congratulations to you. I do not have a gift. I do not have one for you either, except for my presents. I was just going to say, my love is my gift. Yeah. It keeps on giving. And it's endless. It is endless and timeless. Can you believe it, though? Damn! Who would have thunk? No, that's crazy. That we could stick to something for a whole year. (laughs) I know, right? Well, to be honest, when this started, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess we could do that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We could try that out. Yeah, see what happens. Well, if no one listened, we wouldn't still be doing it. (laughs) No, exactly. So, hey, everyone, thanks for making us do this shit for at least a year. Yeah. And hopefully for more years. Hopefully for more years. I think I would continue doing it now because I actually like it a lot. I do, too. Yeah, it's like you've created the habit. Yeah, exactly. And I learn a lot about murders. (laughs) Yeah, you can never look up enough, apparently. (laughs) Evidently not. But I do have to be honest. Now that we talk about it so much, I don't watch as much like Dateline and shit that I used to. Oh my God, I literally just started the Unabomber documentary this morning. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll watch certain documentaries devoted to like, you know, whatever, Unabomber or whatever. Yeah. But then it used to be if I were flipping through and Dateline was on, oh girl, you know I'm stopping, even if I've mm-hmm. already seen it a million times. But now I'm like, I mean, I don't want to like ruin it. What if Aaron picks this case? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably healthier for you though. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. And then plus, honestly, I only get like an hour of TV time a day in my life. And that, let's face it, that's devoted to like some reality TV. Like yeah, Real Housewives or some 600 shit. 600 pound life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Erin, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is currently having to do with work. And it's the fact that... Ooh. I know. It is... <laughs> it sounds so lame, but it's soccer season. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like such a mom. <laughs> I know. And I do graphic design for a sporting goods company. So soccer season is like, oh, I have to make all the banners and jersey stuff and Uh whatever, logos and things. Yeah. And fucking soccer moms are the worst people in the world. Oh, yeah. Especially where you work. Yeah. The town in which you work at. The town in which I work at is the the worst. Fucking worst. I, I got one. That was really, really sweet. And she emailed me afterward and was like, the kids love it, blah, blah. Like, thank you, blah, blah. Like, super nice. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is what I live for. And everyone else is just like, um, that's not it. Can you make the alligator look like it's more on fire? Because we're the flaming gators. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not the raptor that I had in mind. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you have, like, a reference idea that you can give me? for a more specific raptor and they're like I'll just know it when I see it and I'm like you can go fuck yourself I can't just draw that yeah like I don't know what's in your head because oh, I hate people my idea of a raptor is different or they're like oh we're the fucking one of them was tiger blood or tiger's blood or something we're tiger's blood and I was like all right cool so I made a really scary banner and they're like it's six-year-old girls and I'm like why did you let them name it that tiger's blood <laughs> yeah. did you just like draw blood everywhere there was Dripping a lot of blood. A tiger. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> there was a lot of blood That's on the amazing. banner. It was a scary tiger and it looked like, you know, it had ripped through a ball or something. Oh, like, I love it. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, too much. <laughs> I was told it would be cute. And I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I misunderstood your concept. <laughs> I can do cute. I just thought tiger's blood was an aggressive team. <laughs> Oh, that's so frustrating. Yep. You poor soul. Yep, I know. Or whatever, this one 
in particular was the raptors she was a fucking psychopath and she's <laughs> like oh it's for eight-year-old boys so i don't want it to be scary and i'm like have you ever met an eight-year-old boy they are the scariest human beings you will ever meet <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> nothing i could create will scare them don't worry (laughs) no exactly and they'll fucking love it yes oh my god yeah so also i have to work tomorrow which is labor day Ugh, which sucks sucks, just to get caught up because it's a goddamn shit show during this season yeah you poor thing Mm -hmm. i'm sorry all right stacy give me your goddamn okay mine is simply the fact that last night for my husband's birthday we went to the comedy store in la jolla and we saw dan cummins and it was amazing and really funny and had a blast i am so incredibly happy for you and slash jealous (laughs) You, seriously, you have to go because for the amount of love that you have for comedians, you would love the comedy store. I know. It's like this tiny little venue, so it feels like intimate, you know, like Ooh. you watch Netflix things and they're in these big old stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and they're like this tiny little dot. You would imagine any seat you got, they'd be like this tiny little dot. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch them on the like jumbotron behind them. Yeah, but literally at the comedy store, Lee fucking fist bumped him. <laughs> really? As he was walking down the aisle. Yeah. And then I had gone to the bathroom before he went on and I came to my seat right as he was coming out and they had like the little green room door open. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the same room. There's no like magic curtain or anything, you know? <laughs> and so he's and just he, like, I've been in this closet for a while. Exactly. It's literally a closet. <laughs> And it's lit up and the rest of the room is dark. So like my eye automatically went over there and he like poked his little head out and then he like leaned back like he was hiding behind the door to pop out when they said his name, you know? <laughs> and Lee looked at me like, oh, he's right behind me because we were right next to the closet. Yeah. And then he like popped out and I was like going, woo, like my loud screams or whatever. And he like looked over and giggled like it's cool. You can actually interact with them. Yeah. And we got to take a picture and all this shit like he's some huge famous person, but he does have a podcast. So oh, well, there you, you go. Know. Anyway. And his his uh tour is called the happy murder tour (laughs) i know he's like covered in blood yeah (laughs) i know anyway so it was a fucking blast i had a total of three beers which is mommy getting wild yeah it is and then (laughs) came home last night and my parents were watching the kids all of them were in bed it was great lee and i stayed up for like an hour chatting because we never get to do that oh wow but then now i'm fucking tired (laughs) (laughs) and that is my goddamn is Holy shit, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Mama went out for a night and now she's going to (laughs) die. Oh my God, seriously. And we've been doing something like the last couple nights. It's been like a busy weekend. Yeah. And I just want to sit on the couch with my screaming baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, fuck, this is a lot of work (laughs) to be like out in society and to be a new mom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That sounds so fun though. I wish I could have gone, but my dumbass. Yeah, those tickets sold out fast. Yeah. That's a whole other goddamn that we'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave right there. All right. Well, I, Aaron, <laughs> am going to tell you a little story about Andy and Jamie Schlipsick. <laughs> and yes, I looked up how to say that. Good because job. It is not spelled like that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Schlitz beer. It does sound like Schlitz beer. Give me six Schlitz. <laughs> All right, Andy and Jamie were from Peoria, Arizona, and they got married in 2002, and they were that, like, way too fucking cute forever in love couple, right? Yeah, I know. The ones that everybody looks like, oh, that's a great relationship, you know? Yeah, until one of them murders the other. Bum, 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 bum. (laughs) (laughs) 
Andy joined the Air Force and was stationed in Robbins Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And Andy made friends with a senior airman named Jason King while he was on base. Okay. They all lived on base, by the way. Like, all right. Andy and Jamie lived on base and then like in the fucking married housing or whatever. Uh-huh. And then Jason also lived on base with his wife. Okay. And so Jason introduced Andy and Jamie to his wife, Paige. They're all going to be besties. Exactly. The two couples were like fucking besties immediately. Aw. The ladies would go shopping together and the dudes would go golfing together. Like they were the the fucking, it was us and our spouses. Yes. It was a good time. But if we were in the military. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Can I be the one that doesn't get murdered in the story? (laughs) There is one. (laughs) (laughs) That one's me. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) So... The Kings, Jason and Paige, also had a three-year-old daughter, just for the record. Okay. On July 4th, 2004, Jason and Paige decided to have a party, but since the 4th was on a Sunday, they were like, hey man, let's have this party on a Saturday, right? Yeah. Which was the 3rd. Okay. And while (laughs) they were- With (laughs) you? Minus minus one. (laughs) And while they were at the party, Andy got a call from his buddy, Andrew Witt. Okay. And Andrew asked if he could come over- And so Andy asked Jason, and Jason was like, fuck yeah, man. The more the merrier. Exactly. So Andy invites Andrew over. Okay. I realize there's an Andy and an Andrew. (laughs) It might get confusing. Just know that Andy is our fucking hero of the story. Ooh, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Okay. Andy's like, he's a nice guy. Okay. We like Andy. Yeah. Fuck Andrew. Fuck Andrew. Okay. Foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert. So I guess it was later in the evening when Andrew showed up because Jason met him and then about 30 minutes later he excused himself to go to bed because he had a headache. So Jason did? Yeah. And this is at Jason's house? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But I mean Paige was still around. Okay. Yeah. So I also thought it was weird but it happens twice in this story and so I was like maybe they're just really comfortable around each other (laughs) like these couples. (laughs) So... I guess Andrew drank too much, so when Andy and Jamie were leaving, they were like, hey man, come back to our house and sleep it off, right? Uh Uh-huh. And when they get back to Andy and Jamie's house, Andy goes to bed, and then Jamie set Andrew up on the couch to make sure that he was okay and everything. Aw. I know, what a gal. So nice. Gave him a bucket to puke in. Exactly. Like, (laughs) she was, you know, being the good mom. Yeah. And then Andrew tries to kiss Jamie. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. That's not good. And Jamie's like, no thanks, dude. Like, I'm happily married. And she kind of ignores it and just goes to bed. Like, he's wasted. Exactly. Not worth the fight. Shit happens sometimes. (laughs) So then the next day, which was July 4th, Sunday, Mm -hmm. Andy and Jamie are hanging out with Jason and Paige at Jason's house. Mm -hmm. And they're having like a little small barbecue and drinking some beers and such, right? Ooh, second party. Yeah. So even though they had one on the third, they're going to do one on the fourth also. Well, maybe the third was like for other people too. And then the fourth was like, hey man, let's just do something low key. We have so many burgers left over. (laughs) (laughs) And beer. Yes. And And it's the fourth. Exactly. You got to do something. Exactly. And they're besties, right? Absolutely. Just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And everybody lives on base. I imagine they're really close. Oh, yeah. It'd be like when we were living next to each other. Yeah. So then Paige goes to bed that night and Andy, Jamie, and Jason all stay up hanging out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess everybody was talking and drinking and having a good time. And Jamie comes out and tells the guys what happened the night before with Andrew trying to kiss her. Ooh, nothing good could come of this. No, but 
I mean, maybe if she was drinking a little bit, she's like, oh my God, can you believe this guy, right? Guess what happened? Yeah. So she told them that she had pushed him away and everything, but mm-hmm. obviously Andy was fucking pissed. Yes. And, Naturally. Yeah. And he's like, dude, that was in my own house. Yeah. Like, and that's my buddy. Like, I, I let you into my home and you're going to disrespect me like that? And I just helped your drunk ass stay safe. <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty fucking disrespectful. Rude. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> rude (laughs) so then andy and jason decide to call andrew and confront him about it you know like idea dudes might do let's handle this now i can only imagine that military men in oh yeah younger too oh yeah that was a bad idea yeah they've got some testosterone going yeah it's flow it's coursing yeah and they've been drinking so yeah you know they're like let's call him i guess there were multiple phone calls made to and from andrew and Andrew was like, well, why don't you come over here and kick my ass then? Like, Do something about it. Yeah, he's fucking playing into it too. Like, well, fuck you, right? Yeah. So then it kind of died down for them. And the three, Andy, Jamie, and Jason, mm-hmm. decide to head over to Andy and Jamie's house. Okay. Like, let's just move the party. Paige is asleep. Leave her here, right? Okay. Well, unknown to them, Andrew was parked outside of Jason's home. Oh, shit. Waiting and watching them. Oh, that's fucking creepy. This is about 4 a.m., by the way. Ew. Yeah. 4 a.m., damn, they're not messing around when they're partying. I was literally thinking, like, Jason went to bed the night before because of a headache. Maybe he can't hang. And then it's like, oh, at 4 a.m., they're going to switch locations. And I'm like, excuse <laughs> Keep the party me? going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have work in the morning? These are party animals. <laughs> It's a Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Maybe since it's July 5th and they'll get it off, but it's military, so I don't no, think so. No, I don't get it off. <laughs> I know. I don't either. <laughs> so then Andrew's outside being a fucking creep, right? Yeah. And He's a creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he saw the three of them leave Jason's house and drive over to Andy's house. So Andrew left his car parked at Jason's house and followed them on foot. Weird. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, was he running <laughs> <laughs> behind the car and like popping in bushes yeah, every exactly. time they hit a stop sign? <laughs> but I can only imagine that they just didn't live very far, or maybe he like knew. Obviously, oh. he knew where Andy's house was, so yeah. he's like guessed that they're going to Andy's house. Well, right? like housing on base is usually the same neighborhood. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll. So be it's not far, relatively close. But then that's funny that they were drinking and they drove. Maybe they were too drunk to walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> probably shouldn't operate your vehicle either. <laughs> So then when they get to Andy's house, Jason was on the phone with his buddy from Virginia. And at 4 a.m.? Yeah. What the fuck? I guess it's probably, wait, It'll where's be 7 a.m.? <laughs> we don't know where they're at, right? Um, I think we're in Georgia. Georgia. I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> it's not a song. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I believe we're in Georgia. So if he's talking to someone in Virginia, it's maybe. It's probably the time, same time zone. Right? Yeah. It's either the same or like an hour off. Yeah. So then it'd be like 5 a.m. Maybe that guy was getting up for work. Yeah. Hey, man. Quit calling me. (laughs) So then Jamie wanted to talk to this guy from Virginia. I don't know why, but. Let me talk to him. (laughs) I can only imagine he, like, in my head, I was like, oh, he's going through relationship problems. And Jamie was like, you need a girl's perspective. (laughs) Oh, maybe. Like his friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, give me your phone and whatever. So then. Jason gave her the phone and was letting Jamie talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. And she walks into the bedroom and Jason followed her because yeah. she had his phone. Like, yeah. It's mine. Please don't say anything <laughs> weird. That's my friend. He thinks I'm normal. <laughs> Keep the illusion alive. Yeah. And Andy was still in the living room and then he yelled, 
what are you doing in my house? Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. So then Jason said that Andrew Witt came to the bedroom door and said, oh, good, you're here too. Ew. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Andrew was in the house, obviously. How did he beat them there? Or did he just walk in? I think he just walked in. Oh. You know, I don't want to get too far off topic, but whenever I hear stories about people just walking in, I'm like, how, one, anticlimactic, and two, creepy. Like, it's like a different level to just have enough balls to walk into someone's house. Like, hey, guys, party's here. (laughs) Party's here, right? I I like how I walk into your house every time. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're not here to kill me, though. (laughs) True. I meant specifically for those there to kill. (laughs) Yeah, but also, lock your doors, people. I know, but like, the BTK killer i hate saying killer after k because it's so redundant the bind torture and kill killer (laughs) yeah he just fucking walked in like oh here's the door let me come in there was another one that i did that was like he didn't go into locked doors because he's like oh yeah like oh they don't want me here if it's locked yeah exactly (laughs) but if it was unlocked it was like an invitation so weird fucking lock your doors (laughs) yeah seriously so fucking andrew walks in and he's like what's up motherfuckers yeah so andrew comes in he's like what's up motherfuckers and he was dressed all in his battle dress uniform which is like camouflage head to toe weird super weird because he came for a party he came for something fucking creep right yeah weird and then andrew went back out into the living room so jason was like "Uh uh-oh shit's about to go down (laughs) someone's here that we didn't invite yeah let me go check this shit out he hangs up with his buddy from virginia and he goes out into the living room. Mm-hmm. Andrew and Andy are fighting. And according to Jason, it looks like Andrew's getting the better of Andy. Uh-huh. And so he steps in. To help. Yeah. So Jason gets Andrew in a headlock. And he's like, hey, man, why don't you just leave? Like, yeah. fucking de-escalate the situation. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. I hope he's in like a half Nelson while he's having this conversation. <laughs> like his arms in the air. Right? <laughs> he's like, no, just let me go, man. <laughs> Nobody looks good in that. <laughs> no. Or like intimidating. <laughs> I don't know what kind of headlock it was. <laughs> but Andrew is like, fuck that. And he kind of pushes away from him, I guess. And he hits Jason in the stomach. Uh-huh. So Jason lets go and kind of like stumbles back like, damn it. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, owie. And <laughs> I just imagine a grown-ass military man saying, owie. Owie, and holding his tum-tum. <laughs> what tummy hurts? <laughs> so Jamie's in the room at this point. She came out like, what the fuck's going on out here, right? Yeah, there's a little tussle going on. Yeah, and she's like, holy shit, dude, you're bleeding to Jason. <gasps> oh, no. Andrew had fucking stabbed him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No. So then Jason's like, all right. I got to get out of here. I'm going to tap out here. <laughs> it's time for me to leave. Ugh. And so he goes to the kitchen door to go outside and get help. And I guess he's like dicking around with the deadbolt and he couldn't get it right away. Oh, God. And Andrew stabs Jason <gasps> in the back no. multiple times. Oh, my God. While he's trying to get out. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. Fucking terrifying. Jason eventually gets outside and runs down the street to find help. Ugh. And initially, Andrew goes after him, but then he realized that he needed to go back to, like, deal with Andy and Jamie, right? Oh, my God, run! Yeah, this whole time I'm wondering what, like, Andy is doing, because is he just now watching his friend, like, bleed out and be like, you gotta jiggle the knob. (laughs) (laughs) Like if it were a baby gate? (laughs) Exactly, like, pull it with your thumb and lift up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Which... You can't say that he did anything wrong or differently. I'm sure that he was doing something. Maybe he didn't know he was like 
the stabbing was happening he's like what the fuck is going on and it, it happened really fast yeah it could have been that he could have just been like super confused like god damn or he could have been like wow that guy really hit me hard when we were fighting a second ago yeah so then when andrew gets back inside which again like why wouldn't you lock the door but maybe you're like oh but jason's outside right yeah andy's on the phone with 911. And the call only lasted for like 30 seconds, and you can hear Andy begging for his life. Oh, and then a woman scream, and then the line goes dead. Oh, God. Ugh, right? No, I don't like it. So apparently, Andrew had gotten back inside, obviously, Mm -hmm. saw Andy, stabbed him, that paralyzed him. (gasps) Stop! Yeah. Jamie ran to the bedroom and locked the door. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. I hate that. Yeah. Andy's still alive at this point. Like, he's just paralyzed, oh, can't move. Oh, God, I hate it. And he's watching, like, he watched his wife run into the bedroom, lock the door. Move. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Oh, God. So Andrew broke the fucking door down. Jesus Christ. And found Jamie curled up in the fetal position. <gasps> no. So he grabbed her, he breaks her arm, like, lifting her up, and he stabs her to death. Oh, my God. Andrew then went back out to the living room and stabbed Andy in the heart to finish him off. Holy shit, this guy's got some anger issues. All because he tried to make a pass at her. Yeah, because he got rejected and then called out for it. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah. You're kind of overreacting. (laughs) Fucking right. De-escalate, bro. So I guess he heard sirens and took off, right? Uh Uh-huh. And when their bodies were found, Andy was found lying on his back with stab wounds to his back and his chest. Uh Uh-huh. Jamie was found wearing only a t-shirt and underwear. And a blood splatter tech later determined that her denim skirt, which was found 10 feet away from her body, was on her during the initial attack. Ew! And was either pulled off accidentally or on purpose during the attack. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. So... I was he, like, getting aggressive, trying to, like, rape her or he, do something? He might have been. The autopsy said that she was not sexually assaulted or raped. Oh, my God. Thank God. At least there's that. But that could have been because he heard sirens coming. <gasps> like, yeah. I don't know if he was trying to. Or it could have been, like, in the struggle, her fucking skirt came flying off. Skirts don't fly off, especially if they're denim. You got to, like, rip those things down. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was too big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But if she still had her shoes on, which I don't know the answer to, <laughs> it's a different story. Oh, man. That's awful. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Thanks. I hate it so far. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> she had been stabbed five times. Four of the times was in the back. Ugh. And then in the bedroom where Jamie was found, there was blood on the wall, on the door, floor, the nightstand, and the bedroom lamp. So there was a struggle. Yeah, there was a fucking shit show in there. Oh my gosh. And Jason, who got out, right? Yeah. He barely survived. Oh my gosh, he lives? Yeah. Well, actually, I kind of knew that because you said something like Jason Jason said said this happened. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) So he had made it to a house down the street. I guess it was the only house with the light on. Uh And he was like, go in there. Like, they'll answer the door. Open the fucking door. And the man inside called 911 and Jason was taken to the hospital. Uh Uh-huh. He had been stabbed three times in the back. He had a cut on his arm and he was stabbed just below his heart. Holy shit. I think one of the ones that went through the back, I'm not positive, uh-huh. collapsed his lung. Oh. Yeah. Which. Whew. That's not good. Yeah. You need those. But 
I guess it was super surprising that he lived at all. And even during recovery, he had had surgery and then was discharged. And then his lung collapsed again because of like complications or something. So he had to go back in, get more surgery. And he got a staph infection. Holy shit. Yeah. But this guy was a fucking trooper and he pulled through. Whoa. Super sad side note. His wife, Paige, kept coming into the hospital to, like, see him every day and stuff. Uh-huh. And then he'd be like, hey, where's Andy and Jamie? Like, how are Ugh. they doing? And she just kept saying, like, they just can't be here right now. So he didn't know that they died. He hadn't known that they died. He eventually figured it out when she kept saying that, I guess. Yeah, and he was and like, then, they didn't live, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. How fucking sad. Ugh. So... Obviously, police know right away who they're looking for because Jason survived. And he's like, it was fucking this guy. Andrew. Get Andrew, please. And so they go and apprehend Andrew. Uh And he denies being on base at the time of the attack. Uh And so the police were like, that's weird because there's a video surveillance of you at the gate. (laughs) On base. (laughs) And see right here where you enter at 1.45 a.m. Oh, man. And so Andrew was like, oh, yeah. Got Sorry, <laughs> but like I totally wasn't at the scene. Yeah, right. And I'm not sure who was handling it. If it was the military police or the police police, uh-huh. or what their tactics are as far as getting like information from a person suspected of murdering someone. Yeah. But Andrew fully confessed to the murders. Oh, good. So I don't know how they got it out of him. Yeah. Or who got it out of him? Well, I mean, I'm sure you can't like argue much doesn't sound like he was sticking behind to clean up the scene or anything no there's that and you have a dude being like this guy stabbed me yeah yeah <laughs> and my friends yeah so he fully confessed to the murders of andy and jamie schlipsick and to the attempted murder of jason king jeez and he said that he was completely sane during the attack and he was basically in a euphoric state when Ooh. he did it like Gross. he said it was like as if he was drunk but he wasn't drunk weird yeah oh my god how smart is Paige for going to bed early though right like but also that's leaving your husband out but also that's the family with the three-year-old kid so then it made me like well at least they lived to take care of their kid yeah not to say that anyone without kids doesn't deserve to live but no 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 but I get what you're saying he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole good for the premeditated murder of Andy and Jamie and the attempted premeditated murder of Jason King. I wonder how they, like, determined it was premeditated. Just because he had a knife? Because he had a knife. He went to their, like, he staked out their house. He was wearing his fucking battle dress. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was ready for a fight. Yeah. Fun fact, he was originally sentenced to death by a military panel of judges. Ooh, I thought you were going to say, like, firing panel or something. I was like, what? Firing squad. (laughs) Like, they still do that? (laughs) But during appeals, he actually got it lowered to life without parole. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Whoa. Goddamn. Holy shit, Andrew. Yeah. Listen, if a lady's like, no, thank you. Just back away. Same as my last story. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Seriously. Just be like, oh, okay. You're on like a little, uh. A theme here. <laughs> I guess. It's, it must be how I Google things because I did those spoiled children ones for a while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe our phones are smarter than we give them credit for or our internet. It probably absolutely is because I get stuff for like, I'll be talking about a bounce house and it's like, do you want bounce houses? <laughs> <laughs> you can just buy them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, excuse me? I just needed it once. It's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, man. That's intense. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And it makes me terrified of anybody. Like, don't bring new friends around, please. 
Right? Let's yeah. just keep our bottle, our little safe bubble. Yeah. Like, you think this guy's cool, but he's not that he's cool. He's not cool. He's not cool. I didn't mention it, but there was one part that I guess in, like, his background, Andrew's background, mm-hmm. he had gotten into a motorcycle accident and oh. hit his head. And so There's always something like that in all of these. It's like, as a kid, she fell off the swings and knocked her head. Exactly. But I also, fucked her up. I mean, I hit my head before and I still haven't killed anyone. Yeah, but look at what we do for fun. All right, touche. Yeah, I had an older brother who would, like, bash my knees into my face all the time and I'd always get bloody noses and I'm sure concussions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I had many concussions when I was little. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, but you look like you're being serious. Oh, I'm absolutely being serious. Where like my parents wouldn't let me go to sleep and I would throw up all the time. Oh my God. What were you doing? One time in particular, I was on a playground and waiting for my dad to pick me up because it was at school. And then I saw his car and I was like, dad's here. (laughs) (laughs) So then I ran as fast as I could. And you know those bars that like, they're like not parallel bars, but it's just like a bar. And you're like, what do you do on that? I don't know. Hang around. Yeah. Yeah. It was those, and I guess it was right at my head height. Oh, my God. And I just whacked it. Clotheslined yourself? Yeah. My dad was laughing because he's like, it looked like a cartoon character. Because, like, <laughs> I just stopped and my, like, feet went up. Like, I flipped backwards. Holy shit. Yeah. I threw up a lot that night, and I had a horrible concussion. But my parents were of the impression of, like, you don't need doctors. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so. they probably would just tell you not to go to sleep. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah. Well, that's what my parents did anyway. Because, yeah. I don't know, man. I thought everyone got concussions. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty common, or it was common for our age group, just because, like, all of our parents were like, you're a man, you're going to play sports. Yeah. Well, that was oh. another thing. I played soccer. I got many concussions during soccer. Jeez. No, I was a safe child. I mean, my brother tried to kill me a couple times, but <laughs> yeah. whose brother hasn't? Exactly. You know? It was usually the other way around for me and my brother, but <laughs> probably because all those concussions I <laughs> exactly if i do ever end up murdering someone be like um she had a really bad concussion when she was a kid i'll make it a cooler story though than you just clotheslining yourself on the (laughs) playground apparently it looked pretty funny (laughs) according to my dad he was just like oh my dumb child (laughs) oh i'd be so sad if my son got a concussion yeah different times man i've kept you alive for how fucking long (laughs) i must have been like seven though seven years your chil- your parents kept you alive and then i just tried to you- kill myself with a bar <laughs> <laughs> by running full force at it back when they made everything out of metal <laughs> i know right they probably put pool noodles on those things now <laughs> <laughs> they should have <laughs> oh, okay aaron are right. you ready for my murder story i'm so ready stacy okay or is it a murder story Bum, 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 bum. I don't remember. I took these notes a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my grocery list. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> okay. Street dramatic reading. Pasta. <laughs> Hamburgers. <laughs> Parmesan cheese. <laughs> All right. Anyway, here's the story of the disappearance of Ying Lei Li. Oh, okay. Okay. So February 9th, 2017. It's a recent one. Oh, it is a recent one. Daniel Belling, who is 46, and his wife, Ying Lei Li, who is 38. A side note, her nickname was like Angie or something, so. Okay, I was going to say, is that all a first name? No, it's like Ying Lei, and then the next is, is Li. Li. <laughs> okay. But I think Ying Lei is her last name because all the articles kept referring to her as Ying Lei, but I wrote all the notes with her, like, as it were her first name. Yeah. So I'm going to call her Angie. <laughs> all right, I like it. So... On February 9th, the couple set out on a 10-day Mediterranean cruise with their two young children. Ooh. And their children were ages four and six. 
Nice. Yes, I know, right? I could go for a fucking cruise. Me too. The couple were living in Dublin, Ireland at the time, and unfortunately, they were having trouble in their marriage. Oh, no. I know. So Angie owned a business as kind of like a wedding planner. One article said that she planned like Disney weddings. Ooh. Yeah. And then another article said that she catered to like specifically the Asian culture for weddings and shit. I see. And then Daniel worked in IT as a computer programmer, and supposedly he did like freelance work for Apple and shit. Ooh. But for one reason or another, their money was tight. Because they both sound like, oh, those are pretty high-paying jobs, right? Yeah. Hers might be sparse. Yeah. Or his, too, I guess, if they're freelance. Yeah. So maybe that's why. There were reports that in Dublin, Angie had been arrested because rent on their apartment had not been paid. And pets were living in the apartment, which was, like, against the policy. And she was refusing to vacate. It only mentioned her being arrested. I don't know about the rest of the family or what. He was like, no, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's all her fault. She's like, no, we grew up here. Yeah. So she was prosecuted for burglary with the intent to cause criminal damages. Just for, like, staking her claim and having a pet in the goddamn apartment. Jeez. I was like, holy fucking shit, they're not messing around in Dublin. I guess. I didn't know you could be arrested for that. No, here in the States, if you squat for 30 days, you get squatting rights. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, I guess that's your house now. Yeah, and what everybody's like, home? no, fucker, I didn't know they were here for 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> that's my goddamn house. <laughs> uh, it's a lot easier here. <laughs> I guess. But her charges were dropped. That's good. But there's like evidence that there was like money issues, right? Yeah. Angie would see a therapist because she was so unhappy with her family life. Uh Uh-oh. And she confessed to her therapist that she really wanted to run away from this current life and family and return to her home and life in China. Oh. Because that's originally where she was from. And actually, just a side note, I think Daniel was from Germany. And for some reason, they were both living in Ireland. That's where I would go. Hell yeah. Sounds awesome. But also, that's really sad. Yeah. So she wasn't happy. She's like, I just want to go back to China. And she told her therapist that, right? Did she want to leave her kids? I don't know. It didn't really specify, but Daniel says, too, like, she often threatened to leave to go to China. Like, she wasn't happy. Yikes. Didn't sound like a fun marriage. No. So knowing that they were strapped for cash and that the couple's marriage was, like, falling apart, it's kind of odd that they decided to go on this family cruise because that sounds like a lot of fucking money for four people, right? True. Yes. But apparently the intent was... To help bring the family together and reignite the couple's love. Okay, yeah. So that was like they're... They're going to rekindle their relationship out on the water. Yeah, but what a terrible idea to do that with kids. Like... That sounds hard. I probably would have maybe tried date night first. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Traveling with kids will not bring you and your husband closer together. No, if anything, it'll be like, you forgot his fucking socks? Yeah. What the (laughs) hell? Why wouldn't you pack his socks? It's the easiest thing ever. What are you, stupid? (laughs) Don't be so stupid next time. Yeah. That's how you get murdered. Oh, for sure. Foreshadowing. Oh, my God. Is someone getting murdered on a cruise ship? Well, the family embarks on this cruise, (laughs) leaving Tavita Vecchia, Italy. Ooh. Mm, Just fancy. Just Googled how to say that one. Yeah. Probably still butchered it. (laughs) And so they leave on February 9th. The cruise travels to Genoa, Malta, Greece, and Cyprus. Okay. All right? So that's like where they're going. And so it goes on its little fucking journey. And then when the cruise security does a head count on the exit of the passengers, Uh they find that there is one less person on board Uh than they had 10 days earlier when they took off. (gasps) (gasps) Who was it? They quickly determined that the missing head count was someone from the belling party. And so they notified police. 
And Crew's crew members were interviewed, and they all claimed not to have seen Angie <gasps> since they were in Genoa, which is like the beginning of the trip. Yeah. It was actually only a day after the cruise had started. You have two kids. I know, right? Aren't they like, where'd mom go? What the like, hell, dad? Where's mom? She's at the fucking food buffet right now. She's she getting to, tacos. She went to go get a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, like what... Yeah, so a waitress claims that she only saw her dining with the family at their assigned tables the first night of the cruise, but then none of the other nights. And oh, that geez. She didn't think it was very suspicious because she just assumed, like, oh, she ate at the buffet or something. Yeah. Instead. I think it's a little bit different for families, but I I could see, like... What, like a couple, maybe, or something? Yeah, like a couple. But then I wouldn't want to go sit without Brandon. Yeah, you're just sitting there alone? Yeah, because you can eat whenever on cruises, or you can eat, like, at the restaurant or whatever. But that's, like, during a certain time. Yeah. I don't but know. But I feel like if I was a mom on a cruise, I'd be like... Even if I just ate, I'd be like, I guess I'll come sit with you guys. Sit with my family? Yeah. yeah. Especially if the intent of the cruise was to bond yourself closer. Yeah. And to like, I don't know, help you wrangle the kids. Yeah. Okay, but I guess it wasn't odd enough that some random waitress never said anything until she was questioned later. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say anything either because yeah. it's not really my business. No, nah, you're just Maybe like, they're fighting. Here's your fucking toast. Yeah, exactly. You want sourdough or whole wheat? <laughs> okay, another account the room service made she said that on the fourth day of the cruise that Daniel had told her there was no need to make the cabin couch into a bed because their fourth guest was no longer staying with them. How do you no longer stay with them? On a fucking cruise? You're on a boat. I know. Did she leave? I don't know, right? I was like, that's super weird. That should have triggered somebody to be like, that's kind of odd. But also yeah. the service made is probably just like fucking great. I don't have to make it into a bed. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. But also like is she switching cabins? Does that mean that she's like, oh, she's hooking up with another guy who is a single? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But again, maybe it just wasn't her place to ask. Yeah. You know? Like it would be weird if you were just there to turn down the beds. And I feel like I would have told my coworkers about it. Like, like that's odd, right? Can you believe this? That's a married couple with kids. For sure. He murdered her. She's not her. staying in there anymore. Yeah. CCTV footage was reviewed to, like, figure out where the fuck she went. Yeah. And it confirms that the last time that Angie used her key card to enter the cruise ship was in Genoa, Italy. So she got off to go fucking gallivant around Genoa, and then she got back on the cruise ship. Oh, okay. So the CCTV footage, it didn't, like, really explain what happened after she checked into the boat. Like, I don't know if it followed her around and she went into a room and never came out or what. The article didn't explain. Yeah. But I guess... They were able to trace her being on the boat from Genoa, right? Okay. And she never leaves the boat after that, or her card was never used to leave the boat. Got it. So in Genoa, the like last place that she had disembarked on the boat, a souvenir shop owner said that she remembers seeing Angie enter the shop with her two kids, and Daniel came running in after her, and he was like super pissed, and he was yelling at her to change her shoes. What? From like sandals to tennis shoes. Like she was wearing sandals, and he was holding tennis shoes, and was like, change your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could probably relate. Everybody yells at me for wearing sandals everywhere. <laughs> Maybe like, they were going to go on a hike. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is closed-toed attire. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll be fine. Like, you're snowboarding. Okay, I know. <laughs> you're sn- it's going to be cold. <laughs> you're going to get frostbite. Yeah. But I guess the shop owner was like, uh, she was clearly intimidated and not happy after he was like yelling at her. It was an argument. Yeah. Okay. And then Angie's suitcase was missing from all of their belongings, but her possessions were still left behind all of which Daniel packed up with him when they left the ship. Uh Uh-oh. But not her fucking suitcase. 
And this whole time, Daniel had never reported his wife was missing, despite it being nine fucking days since he last saw her. Yeah. And that her suitcase was gone, but none of her belongings were missing. That's weird. And then he just fucking casually packs them up like, I'll take these. What did he think? Like, what was his reasoning? What did he What did he say happened? I'll get into that in a minute. All right. Okay, so on February 22nd, as Daniel and his kids were beginning to board a return flight to Dublin from the airport in Rome, police came and arrested his ass. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they were like, uh, for sure you murdered your wife. Like, she gone. Why haven't you reported her missing like what the fuck is actually going on literally the cruise ship had to notify us that she was missing yeah so we're gonna arrest you for the murder of your wife that's suspicious but they didn't have a body but they were like for sure you murdered her so we're arresting you for murder also there's like a 50 percent chance you're not gonna find a body on a cruise ship right in the ocean like just throw somebody overboard yeah exactly like if they didn't stay on board tucked in the closet or something yeah then they're overboard isn't that scary yeah holy shit so he was being held in prison without bail as he awaited his trial, which I guess in fucking Rome, they're just like, you're guilty. Like, it's not <laughs> it's not innocent until proven guilty. He it, was just in fucking jail without bail. All right. Just because his wife was missing. That's a little scary, but okay. It's crazy, right? I mean, in this instance, it's probably accurate. Appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so when asked about his wife's disappearance and why he never reported her missing... Daniel said that after the first day when they were in Genoa, she wasn't having a good time and that she was bored and she was kind of complaining and she was really vocal about being unhappy in the marriage and with her life and everything. And so she always threatened to leave the family and return to China. Mm-hmm. So he assumed that he, she like made good on her threat and that, that he, she got back onto the cruise ship and then went to China. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he didn't think about it. He didn't think about the fact that she had never exited the cruise ship. Yeah. But this is what he's saying. So he just assumed that she either went back to China or that she had returned to their home in Dublin. Okay. Because he claims that it really wasn't that unusual for her to leave family trips early. And so he didn't feel any need to report her missing. Like, okay, so this is behavior she's exhibited in the past. Okay. I guess if she had done that before. Yeah. A little weird, but. Super weird. And like if my spouse was threatening to leave and all of a sudden they were gone, I'd be like, oh, let me call someone to make sure they fucking made it. Right. Like, is she in China? Did she go home? Let me call the house. Or I'd call the cruise company and be like, can I get nine days off? (laughs) Yeah. Because they're no longer on this cruise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you would talk to somebody. You wouldn't just be like, whatever. Or I'd probably tell my family or you or someone. Yeah. Like, Like, can you believe it? She just left. Yeah. You wouldn't just take that shit and bottle it up. No. Exactly. So he claims that she left the ship when they were in Greece, which, as I've already said, she was last checked in at Genoa. And I think Greece was like the next stop or something. But he says, okay, she left in Greece and she wasn't having any fun. And so he took the kids into port with him at Greece, like when they fucking landed Mm -hmm. or whatever you do on a cruise ship when they pulled up to the dock. Yeah. (laughs) He took the kids into port with him. And then when he returned, she was gone along with her belongings, even though he packed up her belongings. He said, Even though he's a liar. Yeah, exactly. And so he assumed that she ran away. And later on, he changes his story. That's just kind of like a side note. Okay. So this guy's story's all over the fucking place. It's sketchy as fuck. But he's saying, I went to Greece, took the kids. She wasn't there when I got back. Yeah. She took her shit. Nothing suspicious here. Yep. Look away. So the kids were interviewed, and they said that one night their dad told them to stay in the cabin, and he and their mom were going to go for a walk. 
And so the kids stayed in the cabin. And then when the dad returned, it was only the dad. And they never saw their mom again. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sad. So she's for sure overboard. Or she has to be, right? Yeah. Or something. So at this point, Angie is missing. And so is her suitcase. And Daniel is in jail awaiting trial. When on March 25th, 2017... Two men working on a boat in the Adriatic port in Rome notice a blue suitcase floating by. Uh-oh. At first, the two workers, they don't think anything of it because I guess this port is really popular for cruise ships and like ferries and shit to come port. Yeah. So a lot of lost luggage gets swept up. But the suitcase kept like bashing against their boat. So one of the guys was like, let me just pull this up here. Like, yeah. It's not just floating by. It's fucking stuck. So as they pull it up, they notice that it's super heavy, even for like waterlogged luggage. They're like, uh, something's in here. Uh Uh-oh. So they unzip it. Oh, no. And they find, wrapped in a black garbage bag, and I quote, an emaciated nude body of a woman who was clearly Asian. And that's a quote. Emaciated. Emaciated. Okay. So the boatsmen like zip up the bag like, fuck, holy shit. They zip it up and they call the cops. Put it back. (laughs) Uh, Act like you didn't see this. My DNA is not on it. Oh, Lord. So they call the cops and the cops are like, "Uh, gotcha, fucker. We just found Angie's body. Yeah. But things didn't quite add up because Angie's ship was never at this port and it would have had to travel over 750 miles to arrive where it did. And the suitcase and the body didn't show signs of wear and tear to have traveled that far. Yeah. Another suspicious thing was that Angie's missing suitcase was multiple colors and it was like part of a set. It wasn't blue. What? So this is just a different suitcase with a different body? Isn't that crazy? What? Like additionally, the woman inside the suitcase was like noticeably skinnier than Angie and she had longer hair. So oh my the cops, God. I know. So the cops run a DNA test. And they discover that it is, in fact, not Angie in this body or in this bag. The DNA test determined that was a lie. (laughs) Exactly. So Maury was like, (laughs) holy shit. So there's just another random dead person in a suitcase? Asian lady in a suitcase. Yeah. What are the fucking odds? So the autopsy revealed that this woman in the suitcase did not die of suffocation or drowning. But she actually died of starvation and died while she was in the suitcase. (gasps) Oh, my God. Isn't that awful? She was bent at the waist, but she showed no signs of violence or bruising. And she was thrown into the sea where she remained for at least 10 days before she was discovered. Do you think she died at sea? I don't know. So it was in a plastic bag. Like, do you think they put her in the plastic bag in the suitcase while she was still alive? She died. Then they threw her out to sea after she was dead? I don't know. Or do you think she lived while they were out to sea because she was in a bag and was so starved that she died of starvation before her air ran out that's crazy that's a weird uh scenario fucking i don't know catch 22 yeah Yeah. or maybe they thought she was dead and she was dying of starvation yeah i have no fucking that's crazy yeah because to die of starvation before your air runs out in a plastic bag like that seems implausible yeah like i feel like your air is gonna run out quicker than that for sure but maybe they thought she was dead and she wasn't quite dead maybe I don't know. As it turns out, it's not all that rare for Asian women to show up dead at this port because in 2013, a headless, one-legged torso... Oh, my God. ...wearing a stiletto-heeled boot showed up in the Adriatic and was found to be the body of a 25-year-old Chinese woman 
What the fuck, man? And her death still remains unsolved as well. That's scary. Uh, yeah, can we not work in this port? So police think that these women were victims of human trafficking. Oh. I know. And I guess many undocumented Chinese migrants live in Italy and they work illegally in Chinese factories. And when they die, their bodies just kind of go missing. Oh, my God. So maybe that's what these cases were. Yeah. And like in the lady in the suitcase that just like disposed of her that way. Or maybe Ugh. it was like a form of punishment or something. Like she wasn't being fed. That's so sad. I don't know. Yeah. But how crazy that it lines up with fucking Daniel's timing of being arrested and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's probably like sweating fucking balls being oh, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, they found a body in a suitcase, you oh, say? Oh, shit, right? But also, if he's going to take her out for a walk or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. out of the cabin, that's not an ideal place to pack a body then. No. out of your cabin. No, and it's not really ideal to throw somebody overboard, right? Don't they have cameras everywhere? Or maybe it's only in certain... Areas. I don't know if they have cameras everywhere or not. Well, they should because of this. They should. Yeah, because people are fucking horrible. But Right? Okay, so back to Daniel. He's in prison for the murder of his wife, who we aren't actually sure is murdered, right? Yeah, who's not around. Yes. His story makes the news, and Angie's mom sees the story on TV. Oh, God. And this is the first time she's even hearing that her daughter's missing. What? And she never got a call from the authorities or Daniel or anything, right? Well, that's really sad. I know. So this whole time, though, she supports Daniel. Like, even though he didn't call her, she's like, no, I'm sure he didn't do anything to her. And he, she even goes and, like, visits him in prison. And what? Shit. Yes. Daniel's attorneys try to get him out on bail while he awaits his trial. But the court is like, no, 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 no. You're not getting out of here and skipping fucking country. Yeah. You're staying. Ugh. Then, 14 months later, in April of 2018... Daniel was freed from jail on bail after pleas from his lawyer eventually paid off. So he spent 14 months in jail. Jesus. For something that we're not even quite sure he committed. Well, we are, but they weren't. Maybe. Yeah, (laughs) maybe he hired somebody. Who knows? But his lawyer argued that there was no evidence against Daniel. No body has ever been recovered. And he even showed a document from where Angie had told an official at the child family agency that she was going to. Like, I don't know if that's her psychologist or. Yeah. Like, obviously something was going on if she was going to that agency. But there's this document that says that she was, quote, fed up with life in Dublin and wanted to go back to China. So it was like physically documented that she had said that. Yeah. Plus, Daniel had no violent history or anything to, like, show that he could have potentially done this. But he got into that argument with her about fucking shoes. Yeah, in front of that lady. But that's not murder. No, but she was intimidated. But there is a lot of suspicious things against him, like packing up her belongings and never reporting that she was missing. Yeah, that all too. I agree. And I'm sure fucking the prison system in Italy was like, no, we want to keep him. Yeah. But evidently his lawyer presented enough doubt that a panel of three judges agreed to let him out on bail. Holy shit. So Daniel claims that Angie was extremely unhappy and that this cruise was the perfect way for her to escape. This is his like overall like I'm still not shocked she's gone. This was the perfect time for her to leave. Oh my god. He now says that she got off the ship saying that she had a business meeting in Greece and then never returned. So before he was like I took the kids out to port. And then when I came back, she was gone. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, I remember she had a business meeting for her wedding planning thing for somebody in Greece. 
Yeah, I'm and, sure. Yeah, and then she just never came back. But also her card wasn't used getting no, off in Greece. No, no, no. So it's clearly a lie. Unless she just didn't use her card, which I don't know how that works on it because I've never been on a cruise. You go in a line and then they're like, check you out and check you in. Do you have to like, is it like literally a badge that identifies you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you get like a key card that opens your room. It also buys your drinks and does whatever. Like it's your credit card during the thing. And so uh-huh. then it like you put it in the little thing and it checks you out and there's a person there and there's like a turnstile or a clicky guy or whatever that's like fucking counting seven yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then when you come back in they like look at all your shit like do you have anything illegal no okay then you're allowed back on the ship yeah then you like click back in interesting so yeah i mean clearly he's lying either that or they have really bad bookkeeping on the ship yeah which i maybe she snuck off maybe but that's silly you're not thinking of that if you're just running away you're like later well, you are if you're like, I'm going to blame my husband for my murder. Maybe. Ooh, I like that. And I'm going to disappear. So as far as I can tell, based off of all the articles and stuff, Daniel's a free man today and he's living back in Dublin awaiting his official trial. Holy shit. But here are some points that I'm like, what the actual fuck when I read this story, right? Yeah. First of all, your wife shouldn't have to escape you. Like, why couldn't she just leave? Yeah. If she's like, she always threatened to leave. And she was always like, I'm so unhappy in this marriage. I'm going to leave you one day. Like, why should that be a threat? Like, you can just leave. And he's like, well, it was the perfect time for her to escape. Uh, Why should she have to escape? If she's open about it, she could just leave at any time, right? That's a really weird way to say it. It's like he wasn't allowing her to leave. Yeah, like it was her perfect escape. Like, oh, if she's threatening it, any time is the perfect escape. Unless you're holding her. Walk out the front door. Yeah. Unless you're doing something shady. I thought that was a weird way to say that. Agreed. Also, number two, why was her suitcase missing but not her belongings? If she ran away and she escaped, why didn't she take her shit with her? Why would she just take an empty suitcase? Yeah, why is she going to be like, oh, I'm just going to buy all new stuff? Yeah, that's weird. It's because her body's in a suitcase somewhere. Yeah. Is what I think. Three, her key only shows her boarding after Genoa but not getting off anywhere else. So that means she never left the fucking boat, which is what we've already talked about. But, like, uh, come on, dude, you're going to tell the story about Greece and shit? Like, there's literally nothing to back it up. Yeah, why are you changing your story, too? Like, that just makes it so much worse. Exactly. And then your kids even said, like, dad and mom went for a walk and only dad came back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, that goes against your whole fucking Greece story then. Yeah. I wonder what the kids think. I don't know. You're right, though. Like, I wonder if when they went on that walk, did she have her suitcase like, why is the suitcase missing? When did it go missing? Is yeah. she in it? Like, how is he going to shove her in a suitcase? Yeah. I have so many questions. Because if you're, if you're going to, like, kill a person and package their body into a suitcase or whatever, like, you would do that in your cabin. You'd be like, hey, kids, go play in the fucking kid area or yeah. whatever, right? I got some things to take care of in the cabin. Yeah. If well, you, maybe he, like, shoved her body somewhere. No, you're not going to get away with that. And then, like, brought her back to the cabin. He had to have just shoved her overboard. Yeah. And maybe also, like, thrown her her suitcase. suitcase. Yeah, but you can't package a person into a suitcase on, like, the deck of a ship. No, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he went back later and threw the suitcase, like, oh, fuck, I got to make it look like she left. Maybe that, yeah. And then he didn't think about, like, getting caught with all of her belongings as he was loading onto the plane. Yeah, but why would he keep her belongings, too? Well, maybe... 
I don't know. Like, oh, this is her shirt. Maybe he wasn't thinking that in depth, though. Like, I'm not a murderer, so I don't know how deep your thought process goes. But maybe you're just like, ah, you do it. And then you're like, okay, fuck, I got to get rid of the suitcase. And you don't think to pack everything up. You're just like, ah, I'll take it. I'll throw it in my shit when I go. Yeah, like. Not thinking that if I get caught with it, it would look suspicious. That's weird. You're thinking you're going to go all the way home and unpack your shit. And no one knows what the fuck she brought with her. So how will they know if that's what was on the ship or not? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like if I killed a person, I might think about it for like 45 seconds and be like, if they left, they would have taken their contact solution. Well, he had nine more days to figure it out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. No, I personally definitely think he did something to her because none of this shit makes sense. No, that's crazy that he's out. Yeah. And there's no body. So like there's probably never going to be a murder trial. That's crazy. And her mom is like, uh, she never came to China. And also, I still support this dude. No. Yeah. That's some weird... Crazy-ass shit. Weird loyalty right there. I agree. Uh, I fucking agree. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Some crazy shit going on around here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of goddamn. Oh? We have a goddamn. We have another one? Yeah, it's in our email, so you'll have to pull it up. All right. And I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, this one is from Ronald Murray. Are you ready for this? I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. Well, God damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ronald, that was fucking perfect. That was spot on. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. That's funny. Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate you, motherfucker. It didn't sound like I did appreciate you. <laughs> But I do. I do. That one got me. Oh, that was perfect. That one tickled me in the funny bone. <laughs> right in the funny bone? Yep. Oh, shit. So you guys, send us more goddams. Yep. You can do that through our email account at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. You can. You can also send us case suggestions there. You can send us whatever you want. <laughs> How come closing these things out is always so weird? Because uh, we're weird. I know. We're like awkward. Like, goodbye. Should I hug you? <laughs> I forgot to give you a hug. I don't know what to do here. Do we normally hug? High five. <laughs> Awkward high five hug. <laughs> um, well, you can also send us physical stuff if you don't want to send us typed or audio stuff. Ugh, at, making it weirder. I know. <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Yes, you can. And then if you want to see pictures and shit relating to our cases, go to isgdpodcast.com. You can also find our link to Patreon there and our merchandise. Yep. And you can tweet at us, Facebook us, or Instagram us at ISGD Podcast. We have a pretty darn active Facebook group. Yes, please come join. The Goddamn Pod Group. And it's fucking awesome. That's right. So So, we're waiting. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, we will. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast... Stay tuned for a promo from Murderish Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie, host of Murderish, a true crime podcast that provides a 3D look at gripping murder cases from beginning to end. You'll get to know the victims and perpetrators, how their worlds collided, and what went down during trial. I also share some of my own personal experiences, like the time a stranger came into my bedroom at night. Yeah, that really happened. And I walk you through all the details of that terrifying night. Have you ever wanted to be a fly on the wall during a murder trial? You'll get that opportunity on Murderish, as I share my experience being a jury foreman on a first-degree murder trial. 
Search Murderish in your favorite podcatcher app, hit subscribe, and start binging. And remember, listening to this podcast doesn't make you a murderer. It just means you're murder-ish.